0: we Your great idea needs a great platform to shine. The way you brand your idea can make all the difference. Small details such as your domain name matter a lot. It's your online identity, so it needs to create an impact. I've decided to brand myself using a .online domain extension. A web address as simple as pam.online will benefit my overall branding in big ways. It's short and simple, which makes it memorable. You too can build a stellar brand on a Online domain extension. Check out get.online slash PAM and use the coupon code PAM to save 90% on your domain name for the first year. Again, that's get.online slash PAM, coupon code PAM. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. All right, today we are talking about content marketing strategy, and I am going to share with you 20 questions that you must answer for a content marketing strategy that converts to customers, to more leads, to more sales. Now, I know a lot of you who listen to this podcast, you love tactics, right? You want to know how to do things. And I also know a lot of you Are guilty of skipping the strategy. And then you wonder why you aren't achieving the results that you think you should be achieving. And so that's what this episode is going to do today. It's going to help you put your strategy together. Now, I also encourage you to download my beautiful 33 page ebook that also has these 20 questions inside of it. So if you are a video and an audio learner, you will love this ebook. Just simply go to pam.online slash content 20 and you can grab that free ebook, print it out, hang it up, do whatever you want to do with it. But let's go ahead and dig right in. Now, there are five primary stages or steps that we utilize when we are developing a content marketing strategy for ourselves or for our clients. And those are first we plan. Okay. Then we make sure we know our audience and we're aligning our brand to the needs of our audience. Then we develop that content marketing strategy with all of the detailed pieces of content that we're going to distribute and publish online or offline. Then we actually distribute that content. And then last, we measure and we optimize. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people will start at planning and they're like, okay, we're going to do some content marketing and it's going to help us achieve more sales or it's going to help us uh, increase brand awareness and they think they're done with planning. And then a couple months later, they look back at the piece of content and they skip all the way to the last stage, which is measure and optimize. And they're like, wow, we didn't get any sales on this. We didn't achieve anything that we set out to do. Well, here's the reason. Because you didn't walk through each of the steps. You didn't actually plan your content, know who your audience is and develop content that your a- audience actually wants. So we can't skip the planning or we're never going to have content that is actually going to convert to customers. So that's why I thought it might be helpful to just walk through these 20 questions that you need to answer because this is going to help you develop your content marketing strategy because proper planning is what provides the roadmap for our content. What's gives us that direction of where we're going and why. And I always say we need to enjoy the journey right? We don't always need to be focused just on that sole destination. But when it comes to content marketing, we need those those guardrails, right? We need that guidance that tells us why we're doing what we're doing. And whether you are super creative and you are, you know, you're like me, where you have ideas popping out of your head, where it's annoying, there's so many ideas and you're like, oh my gosh, which ones am I going to publish? Or if you're on the other end of that and you can't ever think of ideas that you think your audience may actually like, like, both ends of that spectrum, we need those guardrails. We need to make sure that we have a strategy. So when we talk about content marketing, let's put a couple simple things in a nutshell before we really dig into those 20 questions. What is content marketing? Content marketing is a marketing technique of creating and distributing relevant and valuable content to attract, acquire, and engage a clearly defined and understood target audience with the objective of driving a profitable customer action. Key words there are that we have content that is going to attract, acquire, and engage a clearly defined, and understood audience, all right? Content marketing strategy is simply the planning, development, and management of our content. That's a content marketing strategy. So the number one question that you need to answer is why. Why are you creating content? Why should anybody care that you're creating that piece of content? Why does your brand exist? So if you're gonna publish a new video on YouTube, congratulations, but why are you publishing it? And even if you are new to one of these social networks and you're super excited to get all your new content out there, remember, these social networks have been around many, many years, some of them decades. So just because you're new does not mean everybody else is new. And so you need to make sure you are standing out from the digital sea of noise and actually demonstrating to your audience why you are relevant for them why you are worth their time for them to click play or listen or take time to read your content. Number two question that you must answer is, you must have a mission statement. So a content marketing mission statement captures the promise and the value that you want to offer your audience in one single sentence. So who is it for, okay? What is going to be delivered? with your content? And how is your audience going to benefit? Now, inside of our content marketing course, we teach you all about how to answer all these questions, um, including how to create your content marketing mission statement. So I encourage you to check out some of the links that are on the show notes page for this episode, as well as inside the PDF. When you download that, you'll be able to see some of those uh, additional training opportunities we have for you. But your mission statement, it you know, an example would be our brand is the destination for insert your target audience that are interested in insert your topics to help them insert the benefits. So your brand is the destination for who that's interested in what to help them achieve what outcome. That is in a nutshell what your mission statement needs to include. Number three, what does success look like? What does it look like for your life, for your business, for your customers, for your market, for the world? What is the impact that you want to have in this world? This is where you can dream big and you also need to think small. Who are you going to impact, right? And how are you going to impact them? What does that success look like? Number four is this this is where I want you to dream big a little bit. What conversation do you want to own? So when you think about your industry or niche, what are the topics that you want your target customers, your broader industry and niche or community, what are the conversations and topics that you want to be known for? make it a goal to own that conversation. And we can never own our audience. We can never own a market. How can you be a go-to person or brand on a specific topic? How can you go deep? And I always say the riches are in the niches. And yes, it's good to be a generalist, right? We want to be able to do lots of things, but I'll tell you, Where the money is, is where you can connect with your audience in the most human and relevant way. That is what truly separates the winners from the people who do only okay, in my opinion. Number five is what is your story? And this is where brand storytelling comes in. And I recently just did an episode also on how to give your brand personality. I encourage you to check that out as well. But brand storytelling, remember, it's not only about you. You want to make sure that you are engaging others, you're sharing your journey, and that you are being patient. Your brand storytelling is what is going to connect you and your brand to the heart of your customer. So what is your story? How are you going to engage people? And this is where you can bring in not only what's happening now, but your history. What is you know, what's happened with your company? How have you grown and learned over the months or years, right? When did you fall down and how did you stand up? And the more you can share your journey with people, the more they're going to be able to connect with you in amazing ways. Number six is who is your content serving? So who is your target audience. And the more you can connect with emotion, the better results you are going to see. Did you know that more than 50% of an experience is based on emotions? So that's in everything with business and life. So emotional connection equals loyalty. When you connect emotionally, you get more than a sale. You're able to build relationships. You're able to earn trust, but you need to know who that audience is. And I highly encourage you to Go check out and download my buyer persona worksheet pack. Just simply go to pam.online slash my buyer and you can download templates that I have. They're editable for both B2B business to business as well as B2C business to consumer. And then for all of you overachievers, I also have a five day buyer persona boot camp. Just go to pam.online slash boot camp and you can check out that five day Virtual boot camp in less than an hour a day, I'll help you develop and prioritize your customer personas so that you will know exactly who your content is serving. Number seven is, do you have a big enough audience? How big is your audience? A lot of people hop online and they're brand new to social media and blogging and videos, and they expect to publish their content and, and just you know pretty much publish it and they will come. The web has never worked that way. Websites have never worked that day. Nothing online works that way. So you need to make sure you have realistic goals. When you're looking at what a success look like, you need to make sure that your goals are realistic. And if you don't have a big enough audience, you're going to need to partner with other people to achieve that. So that is, you know, where we're tapping into the power of the OPC, other people's content and community. You may need to tap into some micro-influencers and do some influencer marketing, and you may need to tap into paid media, where maybe you're running some Facebook ads, and you are really doing some good media, driving people to that valuable content that you have. So if you don't have a big enough audience right now, don't let that get you down. You just need to build some strategies so you can grow your audience. We've all been there. I mean, I spent 15 years working in corporate America. I left and started my own company 10 years ago, and now... We have over 200 million people that follow us online and through our, through our different social platforms and websites. So it is amazing how it's grown. You know, my, This podcast you're listening to has been downloaded more than 2 million times. When I started, I would have never thought that. So dream big, my friends. Number eight, what do you want your audience to feel? Think about that question. Do you want them to feel inspired? Do you want them to feel surprised, delighted, excited, happy, loved, empowered, prepared, appreciated, connected? Think about the emotions that you want that to spark with your target customer, with your audience. Number nine, what do you want your audience to believe? Do you want them to know that they can accomplish their goals? Do you want them to believe that they can, they can achieve success, even in this crazy world we're all in right now, that they can make a change in the world? There's a lot of people that want to be that hero. Do you want them to believe that they can overcome their obstacles, that their future has hope, and that you are the one to help them? Right. That would be really good things to help your audience with. Number 10, what are your business goals and objectives? These may be things like increasing brand awareness or thought lead, you know, establishing thought leadership in a new market, establishing trust, generating leads, increasing sales of your product or service, maybe improving customer service and customer satisfaction. Maybe you want to attract those influencers I mentioned and or industry leaders so that you can work with them build and nurture relationships maybe you would just want to find and, and and connect with your ideal customers maybe you're looking to build relationships with your existing audience and community or customers do you want maybe just to help your audience and community solve their problems and achieve their goals you know our agency marketing nuts we work with brands big and small and you know we have had a lot of clients over the years that they have revenue. They, you know, they're, they're not really looking to utilize social media to grow revenue. It could be that they have a direct sales model through people more than they do social and digital, but they're really looking to utilize digital and social to nurture relationships, to build community and to give back. So that, that may be your goal. But whatever your goals are, make sure that they're what we call smart goals. That means they're specific, they're measurable, they're attainable, they're relevant, and they are time-bound. Now, I've shared with you so far 10 different questions that you must answer to develop your content strategy. I still have 10 amazing more. And before we go there, we need to hear a word from our sponsor. So they are honestly what keeps this podcast. Zoom in. Please give them a listen, and I will be right back to achieve success better than anyone else, you must stand out. And you don't always have to do extravagant things to make your mark. Sometimes taking care of the smaller yet significant details is enough to do the trick. For example, one of the first decisions you'll be making for your business or personal brand is deciding its domain name. A small detail, but it hosts amazing branding benefits. I am going to build my presence on a dot online domain. Dot online has a global appeal, is relevant, keyword rich, and most importantly, it tells your users that you were online and it helps you achieve the objective of standing out. Dot online can be used for your primary website, your blog, portfolio, or anything else you dare to dream up. The versatile nature of the domain extension makes it easy to adapt by any industry. To learn more, check out pam. Again, that's Get.online slash Pam. I'm back. Okay, let's dig right into the last 10 questions that you must answer to develop your content strategy that converts to real customers. Number 11. You gotta know what are the benefits to your business. And here, you gotta get detailed. So what are you looking to achieve? The most successful content strategy and execution on a content strategy is where you have clear goals. You know what success looks like. You know your audience, right? That should be in the DNA of what you do. You know your audience and you know what your expectations are of every piece of content that you are publishing, what are the benefits going to be? Is it going to help you increase brand awareness? Are you looking to generate leads? Are you looking to earn trust? Are you learning or looking to maybe improve your brand reputation? Maybe you're looking to get some visibility with the right people, brands, or markets. Maybe you're looking to increase sales. You know, you gotta figure out what are the benefits going to be for the content that you create. Number 12, what are the risks if you fail? And whether you think you have the perfect content strategy or marketing strategy, there's always risks and sometimes we don't think of them. So we just need to always be looking. What happens if you spend a bunch of time creating content and you fail? You need to prepare for that. How can you mitigate those risks, right? What are the things that could go wrong? Now, you don't have to spend a ton of time here, but it is definitely something you want to be thinking of, and particularly if you work in a team or that you have maybe upper management stakeholders or a board of directors who isn't 100% comfortable with the strategies and plans that you're executing when it comes to digital and online marketing. You really want to look at the potential things that could go wrong so you can mitigate those risks. Number 13, this one is really important too. What are you going to stop doing? How are you going to stop random acts of marketing. There's never been a person or brand that's come to us and said, Pam, I have so much time and so much money that I'm going to spend on digital and social. Here's my credit card. It's usually the opposite. They're like, oh my gosh, we're so far behind. We need to do all these things. Can you fix all the things? Like we literally have a customer right now, a big customer that we're doing all the things. (laughs) And so a big part of what we're doing is managing those expectations. So you got to stop the excuses. And a lot of times you need to get uncomfortable you need to get comfortable being uncomfortable and particularly brands that have been around a long time you I have to tell you give you some tough love you're probably stuck in your ways and there's probably things that you think you have to do on a daily weekly monthly yearly basis and you just have to do them because that's how it's always been done but if I were to ask you why are you doing that what is the purpose of that you know marketing activity or content that you are creating, how is that actually helping your business? You would probably give me a bunch of excuses. Well, this is how we've always done it. This is what we need to do. And we have to do it this way because this system does this and that and won't do this and that. Stop the excuses, cut it up, throw it out. You have to stop doing some of the wrong things so that you can start doing the right, things? What are you going to stop doing so you can clear your calendar to focus on the things that are going to do number 14, which is what is your dream outcome? So if you achieve some of your biggest goals, what is that dream outcome? You're not going to achieve that dream outcome until you give yourself time to do all the right big and little things. So I want you to write down what is that dream outcome? When when you are super successful, what does that look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? And once you download the visuals here, you'll see I have a cute little girl out in a beautiful field and you can just see her. She's like feeling success. And what does it smell like to you? What Maybe you've been churning and churning for years, publishing content without seeing the result. Isn't it time you maybe changed your ways and did something a little bit different? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, okay? So I want you to get focused on where you're going and how you're going to do some things differently because that will help you answer number 15, which is how will you differentiate? And by this, I mean, how will you truly differentiate from your competition? What are you going to do better and different from them that will attract customers to you versus your competition, is it a better customer experience? Is it the way you serve them? Is it your personality? Is it your attitude? Is it, you know, are you more efficient? Is your price better? Is it all the above? You know, for our brand marketing nuts, we tend to be very direct. We have very direct conversations with our clients. We give a lot of tough love, but I'll tell you, we have a lot of fun along the way. So that's, you know, a couple of the areas where we differentiate. We always have a goal of mutual joy and mutual value. We never lock clients into long-term contracts. We always believe we should be earning our client's business. That is one way we differentiate. And we end up with some long contracts because of that. But my goal is that I can come in and empower a marketing team to be successful so that someday they don't need me, that they can then move on. And then I can always be helping taking them to that next level. And that is what works for us. Where other agencies like to lock people into a contract and, you know, try to do everything for you. We just focus on the areas where we know we can have the most impact. So how do you differentiate, right? What are the ways that you are going to give that unique customer experience? And how are you going to give the most value that you possibly can to the clients and audiences that you serve? Number 16 is do you have the right skills and team? This is another area that gets really tough, particularly for organizations that have been around a long time. These conversations can hurt because we're dealing with people, but you also have to look inside yourself, okay? So you're looking at yourself, you're looking at the team, and do you have the skills that you need? And I think the, my best advice with this, we do a lot of team development, we help a lot of our clients, you know, hire the right marketing team members and build out their team and train them over time and I I really... encourage you to start with the role that's needed. You know, first the objectives, what are you looking to achieve? And then look at the the okay, what would a role look like for that person? What are the types of things that you need that person to do? And then you look at okay, what are the skills that would be needed for this person to do this job and to achieve these goals that we need to with our business. And then last then you're looking at the person, right? So that's where a lot of times people will We'll start with the person and say, "Okay, we have this—you know, Tom and Sa- Sally—on our team, but they just really don't have the right skills, and this is what we need to do." So, I really encourage you to start at the objectives, the roles, and then you have to fit the right people into those roles, and then that helps you determine what are the skills that they need. And you'd be amazed in the right infrastructure uh, how much you can quickly get those skills a lot of times where you need to get them. We see a lot of marketing teams that are struggling and it's mostly just because... You know, they haven't taken time to do things like a content marketing strategy and plan. They just expect everybody to read each other's brains and implement those. So that's where sometimes it makes sense maybe to have a third party, somebody like our agency or a consultant come in and uh, just do a quick audit and look at, okay, what are we looking to achieve? Where are we tracking good and maybe not so good? And how can we, you know, what dials can we turn both from a technology perspective, a process perspective to improve? Those uh, that that team and make them perform at their highest possible capabilities. And I always say, you know, we're only as strong as our weakest link. And so we have to get real with the skills of our team and where we need to improve our skills and invest in training to take our team to the next level. And then number 17 is does your team have the right mindset? And mindset is huge, particularly when it comes to marketing and digital media. You have to have the right mindset to succeed. So, you know, are people open to the programs you're wanting to implement? Do they believe in it? You know, a lot of times you'll see people of all different ages. They may not believe in a specific platform, you could say LinkedIn, for example, because they don't use it. I see this a lot where you may have a younger team member who doesn't use LinkedIn they should be using it I'm telling you and they think okay I'm not gonna use LinkedIn because it's a waste of time but yet they're targeting a b2b audience who's living on LinkedIn right now and you know LinkedIn's one of the key platforms left right now where we can still get a ton of free organic reach for our content so do they have the right mindset to implement your strategy if not you're going to need to do some training there too but you know and you're you're mindset is not something you're going to fix overnight. If you have a CEO or an executive team or board of directors that just doesn't believe in the types of technologies you're wanting to implement or the processes, you're going to have to work on that mindset over time and facilitate those needed discussions. And uh, we do a lot of that work with our clients and teams and help them navigate and just have those tough discussions that they need to have to move the business forward and really, you know, come up (laughs) to the digital age where they should be. And then number 18, do you have the right tools and technology? And so uh, you may know what you need to do and you just may not have the right tools and technology. You may know what that list is. It could be you've been living online the last few years and you're like, I really need to invest in this technology. Well, you're going to need to eventually get it. And then if you don't know what technology you need, you're going to probably need to get some help from a third party. We do a lot of this work too, but you're going to need to get somebody to help you put together this strategy and make sure you have the right tools and technology. And to be honest, this could save you a lot of hassle and time if you get somebody to help you because they likely already know the tools. Us, for example, we've tested, you know, every uh, email marketing platform that's out there, for example. We've tested most of the learning management systems, you know, and have clients on all the different kinds, you know, all the different plugins that we use and publishing tools and those you know, we've been working with them for 10 plus years uh, as they have evolved over time. So if you don't have the right tools and technology, you could end up really wasting a ton of time and money on things that you're overcomplicating, that there may be just a tool that could help you solve that. So you'll want to look at that. Now, on the other side of that, don't get too caught up in chasing shiny objects. I want you to make sure that you're not over spinning on tools and technology and that you're not letting it slow you down and that you are getting the basics implemented and not thinking you need every piece of technology that's out there. Right? Make sure you're really looking at where you are in the life cycle of developing your content. You don't need to have the best of everything, trust me. And then number 19 is important. What is your budget for launch as well as for sustaining? So, your budget to launch your content program, as well as your budget for keeping it going. And a lot of time, companies struggle and they will get the budget approved only for launch. And then they don't think about, oh, we're going to have to keep these things up. We're going to have to keep this drumbeat of content going. And so you need to make sure you're planning appropriately so that you can really be successful. And do not let budgeting scare you, okay? You should not be afraid of your budget. We have a ton of resources free that can help you with that as well. And I will publish those on the show notes page for this episode you can go to pam.online slash 274. And that will give you a list of resources that I mentioned in this podcast and you can go grab those. And then last but not least is number 20. What impact are you going to make? What impact will your brand make? The definition of impact is have a strong effect on someone or something. So who are you going to impact what are you going to impact and how are you going to make that impact you know impact is everything if if our i truly believe we have success when our content can impact people in business, when we can impact people's lives. And I have, like I said, I worked in corporate marketing for 15 years in a lot of enterprise fortune 10 brands and, you know, with GE and IBM and Sun Microsystems. And I worked in data storage and there we focused on impact? How could we impact the world? And the same now as I work with our clients and our audiences, I launched my own company 10 years ago and we've had some crazy up and down times. And I'll tell you, it has been the continuous supply of content that I have served my audience that has kept us afloat during some of the toughest times. And it's also what has brought us some of the most amazing clients, big and small, from one piece of content. And I have, I speak and train all over the globe, and I have had people come up to me at events and hug me and say, "Pam, you helped me build my business from the ground up." They said, "I've listened to all your free content and I have been able to keep and put food on my table for my family because of your content." I mean, I have had people that come up to me with tears in their eyes and tell me that. So for me, that's what matters. That's why I started my business. I didn't start my business just for the money. The money is great, it helps me feed my family, but I started my business to serve other people and to help. I knew I could be more help outside of the corporate world And helping them, like the consultants and agencies that help me uh, navigate things and have those internal discussions, I knew that I could do that better on the outside. So what's the impact you want to make? How are you positioning your brand that you are having true impact? How are you different? Right? What does success look like to you? So I encourage you as you're putting your, your content strategy together and you want to convert your content to real customers, you've got to get deep with it. Right, you gotta think about these 20 questions. And I hope that you know, this is just a tip of the iceberg of, of the type of thing you really need to be doing when you're developing your content strategy. You gotta go big and you gotta go deep. And you know, you keep things simple as you're launching, but at some point you're going to need to think about and answer all of these questions before you even publish a piece of content that's going to perform you know, exceptional for you. So I wish you the greatest of success and uh, I hope that you are able to create your content strategy and really achieve all your biggest goals. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey.